Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Brian filling in for Grant for the Lori and Julia show. We got some Spider-Man coming up, some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And filling in for Julia today, we got a special guest. It's Brittany. Whoa. Yeah. We're just waiting for your show. I know we're dancing to nothing. And we got Brittany. We got Brian. 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 The double B's. And I'm LB. There you go. Yeah, at work, people at Carlson companies, that was always called LB. LB. My initials. I mean, it's pretty cute. Yeah. You have, you have a pretty last name. Yeah, Casey's the only husband I've ever changed my name for. It's very pretty. Because it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So, you guys, how was your weekend? Anyone have a weekend claim to fame they need to brag about? Um, you go first, Brian. Mine's terrible. I was going to say, visited some buddies up in St. Cloud for a little college reunion. A lot of that them are back. That sounds rowdy. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was a rough morning uh, this weekend, but <laughs> had to go attend a family Christmas afterwards. But, oh, my gosh. But, uh, you know what? We overcame it, so. Well, yeah. I probably had some good food there to, like, kind of Oh, my goodness. Assist. Yeah. Okay, can I ask, Brian, how old you are? I am 24. 24. Yeah. And so, like, a hangover for you, is that a one-day, two-day? What are we dealing with? Half a day. Uh, probably half a day, one day, depending on what last night looked like. Yeah. 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 Good to know. Good, Good to know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. How about you? I, I'm terrible. I had two finals today, and I've got another final tomorrow. All I did was study. Oh, well, that's all right. No, now was, you're going to have two weeks off, right? I know. And then something? I'm, I'm going to go as hard as Brian does on the weekends. No, I won't. Be lazy. Uh, I got to say, I guess my weekend claim to fame would be staying overnight at Mystic and going to the Marie Osmond Christmas show. Ooh. I love staying at Mystic. It was really fun to spend the night. And my friend and I, Julia, was sitting in different seats than the girlfriend I went with. Um, after uh, Marie had this like opera singer from America's Got Talent. I oh, can't wow. remember his name. Was he amazing? He was amazing. And he had the, the tightest, shiniest suit I've seen on a man in a long time. I mean, mm. holy package is all I got to say. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he sang Oh Holy Night, and then he sang it in Italian. And at the end of it, it was like so moving and incredible. My girlfriend and I looked at each other, and we burst into tears. It was so, such a wow moment. That's- and then... She's such a great entertainer, you know. She yeah. just she did mostly Christmas songs, but she did like her first hit when she was like fifteen or whatever, Paper Roses. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She does Boogie Woogie Booga Boy, and she had sparkly outfit. I mean, it was just a ninety-minute show. How it many was times? Perfect. Did she change her outfit ever? Like four times. I love that. Nice. And then, how's her voice? Beautiful. Still, just beautiful. Yeah, really, really good. And then, um, 
Yeah, we found, uh, or I should say, Julia found $2 Cosmic Viking blackjack tables that were really mm. quite oh. fun and rowdy to play at. So, we so did, you guys are millionaires now. Oh, yeah, we did really, really. Four times over. Right. And then I uh, I went, I was at um, Electric Fetus at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning and finished the rest of my Christmas shopping. You're done? I'm done. I just had some nieces and nephews, and I always find the best stuff at Electric I know. Fetus. Yeah. Right? That's a fun store. Hats and gloves and just, I, I got a really cute onesie for um, uh, the the Mighty Mighty Bruce, the seven-month-old that I'm crazy about. Oh, wait, um, but what size did you have to get? Well, I got a year, but I'm worried that's <laughs> going to like be not, but it says I'm with the band. I love nice. it. And then electric fetus on the bottom. Oh, that's on the booty. So dang But it was cute. just such a fun, like if you don't know what to get, if you go into the electric, fe- electric fetus, I swear stuff we'll, finds you. We'll just pop out. I've got this problem where I let Justin, my husband, open his gift early. Why? Because he has this week off and it's a big putting thing that he loves to go, you know, and he's the kind of guy that I will pay if he's not busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just will. And so I was like, open it early. You can set it up and and do it this whole week. But now I feel like I have to get him something else because for opening on Christmas. So I got to think about that. But otherwise I'm done. Done, done, done. Yeah. Everybody's done. You can always go to Fantasy House on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. (laughs) (laughs) Some playing cards and some other kind of funny things. Again, I my whole goal is to like keep him away from me. But oh, that's right. All right, right. all right, fine. I'll 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 give it a go. Yeah. Well, just you can always go to Walgreens too and just find some. He's a he's a sucker for anything sweet, so he's pretty easy. Yeah, he's like we'll eat anything that has any sugar in it. So right, you can always get him a can of Flarp. I can get him a can of Flarp. You know. Oh, what? That, the fart, the Flarp. Oh. You put your fingers in it and it just makes the most amazing fart sounds. It's like a real funny, good gay gift. Kids do like it. Kids do ad- like it. And adults do kind of like it too. Maybe not as good as a remote controlled fart machine, which that. That is next level. You can oh, yeah. really make somebody happy with that. Um, Have you done with all your shopping? You said you, you got Casey's gift pretty early, right? Oh, no. I, I'm lame this year. I, I mean, I it's they're coming. I don't know. I I'm not as good of a gift giver as he is. Yeah, he's really excellent. That like you say, he's really excellent. Do you ever know what's coming? Never. And he gets me great things like jewelry, and he writes me poems. Shut and up. Nobody he, nobody wants this, Lord. Yeah. No, I know. It <laughs> you just are the make worst. You sick. It just will make you sick. But he is like a good, good thoughtful gift buyer. You know what gift I think everybody would want is to find the host on a post. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here it is today. It's uh, Steve. And here's the clue. If you're looking, you want to register for $1,000. We'll be giving away on Thursday at 530. Look where there's news. I think the whole thing was, if you don't want to lose, look where there's news. Yeah. So you just find it, enter to win, then tomorrow look for one so you could get four chances this week. I... It's hard, but you know what? With the clues, it's much better. Much easier. Yeah, much <gasps> easier to search. Do you find them? Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe. So that's our thing today is Steve is the host on a post. Also, we are giving away. We're just like a giving away Lollapalooza. We've got um, Thomas Rhett tickets oh, for yeah. New Year's Eve at the Excel, which um, I I know I'm going to a show on New Year's Eve. I love going to a a concert on New Year's Eve. It's like a built-in night out. Go to dinner, go to the show, 
after the show because it's at the palace. Yeah. We'll end up at the St. Paul Hotel. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah. I I do have to clarify though, you like going um to oh. concerts on a Wednesday, on a well, any day. Yeah, You're, any day. Yeah. Any day. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. You're and, not exclusive to New Year's. And then Santa Claus came into Walebski's on what? Friday night. And I'll tell you what, what a dancing Santa we had. He must have been having a little break from the North Pole and he came in and, you know, was dancing around with some of the ladies and he was just like, I'm like, oh, God, Santa's here. You're just like the paparazzi. <laughs> <gasps> Santa! It would be hot to dance in Santa's full gear, though. You know? oh, oh, yeah. Yes, I think, honestly, I don't know what it's like to have that much facial hair. I have, you know, my little whiskers here and there. Yeah. But I feel like that alone would be a very hot situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Santa was having luck. People were dancing with him. And was Santa a good dancer? <laughs> Santa was pretty good. Was he a little handsy? He was breaking it down? No, or? he was just, you know, it was a blues band. So, oh, yeah. You know, oh. He could, uh, yeah. He wasn't really, like, swinging anybody around. But, you know, he was, uh, you can tell that, you know, he's a man who knows his way around reindeers, by the way, of his movie. <laughs> 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 Whatever that means. Whatever that Ooh. means. All right, listen. We're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brittany, thank you for giving oh. us your time in between finals. Yeah, thanks for letting me in the building. You know, I'm always shocked you guys still let me in. Well, we almost didn't today. You've got to get an access card. <laughs> I, know, I know. When I look at my phone, I kept going, gee, I wonder where Brittany is. I it's know. It's like 2.30. I'm like, where is she? And then, you know. And it's so funny because I always feel like I'm in the glass jail because it's all like glass yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah. And they're always, everyone's so nice. They're like, we can't let you in. I'm like, That's I know. Right. I That's know. Right. You're going to get a card now. I'm going to get a card. often enough. I know. I've just been really lazy about it. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, okay. So, yeah, this weekend, Spider-Man. Um, uh, saved the movie theaters, basically. It was just unbelievable. We've got a short uh, story from Joe Fryer at the Today Show. Now to something that's giving Hollywood a reason to celebrate this morning in its opening weekend. The latest Spider-Man movie smashed box office records. Many hoping it's a sign of better times ahead for an industry that struggled through the pandemic. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us now with that story. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, this time of year is typically big for the big screen box office. But as we approach the second holiday season in this time of COVID, many wondered if that trend would hold true. Well, for Spider-Man No Way Home, fans turned out like they haven't in years, setting all-time records for the movie studio and the entire industry. After a rough two years for Hollywood and movie theaters, the superhero is swooping in for the holidays. Spider-Man No Way Home made an explosive debut in theaters this weekend, shattering box office records, bringing in a stunning $253 million here in the U.S. This is a spectacle. This is a celebration of cinema. To see this kind of reaction, we make these films. The movie industry has taken a major hit amid the pandemic. Many theaters have struggled to stay open while keeping patrons safe, some limiting capacity and offering reserved seating. Some innovative movies drew audiences on streaming services. Washington Heights. Some big movies earlier in the year, like Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, struggled to draw people out of the house. Recent releases, like the star-studded Dune, have found success, both streaming and in theaters. Now the industry is hoping the web-slinging hero played by Tom Holland can rescue that American tradition, the weekend blockbuster. 
this movie has to be seen on the big screen. After just three days in theaters, it's already the highest grossing film of the year and the third biggest opening weekend in movie history. Pre or post COVID, this is a massive number, but the fact that it happened still during COVID is extremely impressive and quite surprising. A press tour from celebrity couple Tom Holland and Zendaya didn't hurt. And neither did fans flocking to theaters to avoid spoilers. Uh, I don't think there was an empty seat. It was full. As the country gears up for an uncertain 2022, many hope it's a spidey sense of good things to come. In case you need any more proof of how big this opening was, no other COVID-era film has even crossed the $100 million mark in a single weekend. And worldwide, the film has already brought in more than half a billion dollars. So it seems like our friends overseas are just as eager to watch their favorite films on the big screen. Back yes, they are. Man. Wow. That. And that's already, you can turn it down. That's It's already moved up to second. That's so crazy. The second biggest weekend ever. It, it unseated Avengers Infinity War. Listen. That's wild. Z- mm-hmm. Zendaya and Tom Holland are literally everywhere right now. Like, when I was trapped in the entranceway of Hubbard, mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson, uh, you know, the show was on. And they were on that too. They're everywhere. Yeah, that was that was like last week. Okay, it's a, it's a repeat. Oh yeah, because it's holiday. Shows, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they're just everywhere. They are everywhere, and probably by tomorrow it'll be at three hundred million in the U.S. Oh, wow, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, and people go to that a couple times, like a lot of fans. Yeah, we'll go mm-hmm. twice. They I could, yeah, but when it comes to my nephews, they normally want to go a couple times. Yes, because there's so much to see. Yeah. They gotta go back and see it and, again. You know, they they're used to watching videos a few, you know, a bunch of times over. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I I had to think again about when last week when Tom Holland in an interview said he wants to take time off now to start a family. I mean, really, that is a great negotiating tactic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello? Because I mean, Sony wants three more Spider-Man movies over the next five to seven years. And he's just 25. He's so he's 20, not he's a, really... Yeah. It would take him an hour to get somebody pregnant. Yeah, exactly. If you, <laughs> you know? looked at him long enough. Right. You know, and... Uh, so anyway, good, good. I didn't catch that last week, Tom, but excellent. Yeah, now we negotiating because don't forget he's going to play Fred Astaire in the biopic that Fred Astaire never wanted. You know, he put in his will his family could never be involved in a biopic about him. So are they oh. doing it without the family's yeah w- uh, blessing? Wow, mm-hmm. you know. It usually turns out fine, even when the family's not involved. And there's no music yeah. for this. Yeah. You know? So, I, yeah. I it, think it'll be fine, and I think Tom Holland will be an amazing Fred Astaire. To be honest, sometimes, and I know this is bad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I to say, but sometimes when the family's involved, it actually doesn't go as well because they're very sensitive to things yes. and have a say in that. Right. So I have found that some that they're like, the family didn't, you know, don't want, doesn't want it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I was still watching it. Like, I want to know the dirt. So. Right, right. Yeah. And then um, Bradley Cooper's uh, psychological thriller that Guillermo del Toro yeah. uh, directed him in, Nightmare Alley, tanked at yeah. the box office. $3 million. What are people Ooh. saying about yeah. it? Just because a big stinker or what? It, it's got very positive reviews. Oh, it's a star-studded cast, but it's a neo-noir psychological thriller, so... Stacked up against Spider-Man. I mean, this is why superhero, Marvel, DC, these are why these movies get made and these other ones are harder to make. But it also couldn't have, they couldn't they have picked a different weekend? A different weekend, yeah. You know, because it's just like there was nothing. Yeah, three million. So, and it was playing in 2,100 theaters. Yeah. Oh. So that's like West Side Story last weekend played in 2,200 and made like, you know, Almost eleven million. So this is how grim this one is. It felt mm. like okay, and this is really bad. This one felt like um, something I thought was just going to be streaming along with it because when it was coming out, I don't even remember seeing that many commercials for it till recently. But it's owned by Disney, and I don't see Disney Plus streaming this, so I think it won't ever get its second chance to, you know, revive any numbers yeah i mean i don't know may now people may go to it next weekend you know they've seen spider-man or yeah. some you know that's that's a big movie going weekend do you go to movies over christmas usually not no no I, we always go to a movie or two that's really fun yeah well, i'm usually with my grandma in williston north dakota so okay, we right. usually just chill <laughs> right um but yeah so maybe they'll they'll be but they've got to be pretty disappointed and you know people also did you ever see The Shape of Water, the Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Won the Oscar. Weird movie. Yeah. Fish, sex, merman kind of a situation. Yeah. It was a weird movie. So he kind of, people are like, either they're huge fans of Guillermo del Toro. He's got a huge cult following, that's yeah. for sure. Crimson Peak was another. Pan's Labyrinth is probably, Pan's Labyrinth is one of his most famous ones. It's like. <laughs> Got a big cult following where it's like it's just done beautifully, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was the Minnesota History Museum did a big um, section to him. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was really interesting. Yeah. He's got a really—I mean, he's is visually beautiful. Yeah, I'm waiting for my brother to give me a report on this, but I think he's going next weekend because he loves everything Guillermo does. And being the Ricardos, you're going to wait till they're streaming. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't really find it at it. There's like two theaters. It's true. Yeah. yeah, it's like 4 p.m. All right, listen, when we come back, I'm going to just surprise you. <laughs> I love this song. So do I. It's and just so good. It's like, so good. Like, it makes me want to, like, you know, find my nephews and, like, force them to dance with me. Right. It's that, like, like actually jovial song. And uh, Brenda Lee, who sings that song, it came out in 1958. She recorded it when she was 13 years old is at number three on the Billboard Hot 100, right behind 
Easy on me by Adele and All I Want for Christmas, Mariah. Of course. So she's number three, 63 years after the original release. And um, um, I just thought I found this story. So she's Brenda Lee is the only woman who's been inducted into both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Country Music Hall of Fame. Wow. And she's 77 years old now. Okay. And she recorded it, like I said, in 58 when she was just 13. And then 32 years after she recorded it, the song had a cinematic revival in what movie? Christmas movie. Came out in 1990. Yep. Uh, Home Alone. That's correct. That's where, where, you know, another generation uh, discovered it and... Um, in an interview that she did, I think this was with USA Today, they asked her about it. She lives in Nashville. She said it was a Christmas miracle. When I went to see Home Alone, I knew right then my song was finally going to be a standard. That's amazing. And um, so here's what she said. She said it was written by a wonderful man named Johnny Marks, who was Jewish and didn't even believe in Christmas, but the only thing that would come out of him was Christmas songs. He wrote some of the great standards for Christmas, including Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and A Holly Jolly Christmas. And she said, and I asked him, how did you write Rockin'? He said he wrote it on the beach in New York while watching the the pine trees swaying. Wait, and you mean... A beach with pine trees? That's he's. That's where he was when he yeah. wrote it. So that's you know. wild. Yeah, and um, she said, she said it's just like incredible that he could write this song, yeah. and it was not even you know Christmas time. And then, um, so she's number three this week, and she said, well, she said if I've got to be behind anybody, I'm in good company being behind Adele and Mariah Carey. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Um, she said, and it's original song, and for that, and Rockin' and the other originals to compete with Silent Night and A Little Town of Bethlehem and all the wonderful standards that that have been around for years and years, it's pretty darn good. And then you say to, today, ask Brenda Lee, what did you think the first time you heard it? Again, she recorded it when she was 13, you know. And she said, well, I really loved it because it was a rockin' kind of a song. It really is. Yeah. I just had a ball doing it. It probably took us two takes, and it was the summer, and my producer had us all decorated up like Christmas, and it was just a precious, fun recording. Because I don't like, I'm not a big fan of the slow ones. Like the slow, yes. you know, and so when they're able to combine it all and, yeah. and and have that same spirit and like just up tempo and you know, it's just, it's like one, I'd say one of my favorites for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so too. Because you can dance to you it. You can dance to it and you can, it's like totally grab somebody and make them dance as well kind of song. That's right. Now, Brittany, what did you uh, make of Beyonce being on TikTok, but no content yet. Um, Did you follow her? Did you? I haven't followed her, but I, I remember Taylor Swift, when she joined, I followed right away. And I'm sure once she makes something, I'll follow her. Because yeah. it'll show up on my feed for sure. It's funny. It's like, it's inevitable, right? I mean, but. Especially with music, do you think? Yeah. I. It is helpful because when you put your music up and they share it and use it, you don't necessarily get money, but at least you're getting credit. Um. And then on top of that, 
she's just been so private lately. It's been I would just like to see her a little bit. Well, she told Harper's Bazaar in August that she'd been working on new stuff in the studio. So mm. this could be another signal of that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Be I ready. love Beyonce CDs. And there are also some reports saying that a Beyonce album is expected first quarter of 2022. There's nothing official from her team yet. But it feels mysterious and cool, yeah. and we know how mystery creates the most hype. And yeah. so her having TikTok with no, uh, um, you know, content. But the fact is that that it's Beyonce, so you know it'll be like really amazing. Yeah, I I would die for another album from her. I mean, I always like Lemonade. I loved. I listened to that yeah. such of like to the point of ridiculousness. So I would definitely be. An amazing thing to hear. She actually has a new album. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're going to get her doing, you know, I don't know, dance videos in her living room, glam from her crazy, see, beautiful see closet Blue or something. Blue Ivy, as much as we see. Lip syncing with Blue Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's been really funny. Uh, so Kim let North have her own TikTok, her oldest daughter, and it's been hilarious um she actually got in big trouble one day because she went on live instead of just you know posting a video and her mom's approving it so she's on live and her mom obviously doesn't know and she busts into her mom's room and her mom's you know chilling out on her bed watching tv and she's like she's like mom i'm on live and kim's like you better not be in an end (laughs) and everybody saw it and everyone recorded it and it's just so I would have to say that that is such a funny relationship. Would you, I mean, how do you feel about like a nine-year-old being on TikTok? Is that a place to be? I don't know. It's a little scary because you, I don't know if you can put restraints on it. Like you can't see this, you can see this. And I know that my nephews have seen some crazy things. Brian, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough because there's no real restrictions you can put on for younger children to, right. on that platform and right. or any social media for that's that fact. So yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little I don't know. If I had a kid and I was like, oh, I would probably be curious on to see what they're on and stuff. But yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what they do is, you know, you can't go live. I gotta always see what you're looking at. Who knows? I that just seems like, oh boy, that's a whole other parental thing to think about, isn't I it? I know. There's so much too like I remember, too, when Xbox first came out and they didn't realize so much as like a lot of the online games, you could talk to absolute strangers. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was something because I played video games. And as I've gotten older, I've like conveyed to my friends. I was like, oh, yeah, there's you. They can talk to I mean, anyone can say anything to them if they're playing Call of Duty. um, What's the one that um, Fortnite like Mm -hmm. they can talk. Anybody can talk to them. Unless you have that setting turned off. And of course, parents wouldn't know to, you yeah. know, this or that. And it's, I think it is just a, like, it is a terrifying world. Yeah, yeah. those uh, Call of Duty lobbies are pretty brutal. They're I terrible. Can, yeah, horrible. They I won't are. even, yeah, because as if a female, if I speak up at all, good luck. I right. mean, luckily I sound like a boy who's about to go through puberty. So a lot of times nobody knows. Knows. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of little sneaky ways I feel like. And the the saddest part about it is, and what makes me the scaredest, is that the people who want, or the, you know, the predators, those people know all that stuff. Yes, they do. And so it's like, yeah. I think I, you know, as somebody who wants to, you know, always be, I can't always know the newest no. and everything, but I think it's a scary world. I'm sure parents are just having the worst time trying to figure out how to get ahead of everything and let your kids be able to do the things, you right. know? So there's a lot of creativity. I remember when, um, like, the... 
I think Casey's kids were like in high school, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, when did the internet come out? Like, is it 2002? Yeah, I feel like it was more accessible. It got uh, better by like, yeah, 0204. Yeah, yeah, and we would put in, you know, the parental. Yeah. You, whatever, like that. Mm, you yeah. check that thing. Yeah. Well, they totally knew how to go and uncheck it. Of they didn't tell us that until did. years later. And we thought we were like being so, you know, responsible. I remember, <laughs> I remember on our, um, on our cable. Our cable TV, it had, you couldn't watch anything that was R. But if you unplugged the back and plugged it back, back in, in then, it could it didn't register what the titles were of anything or what rating it was. So you'd have an hour, you could watch whatever, and then just do it again at the end of that. So I told my mom that like recently, and she was like, oh my, my God, gosh, I know. I can't believe you. I know, I know. Um, you guys probably don't remember this, but Julia and I remember this, and it was three years ago where Rod Stewart and his son were at like a fancy hotel in Palm Beach, Florida, and they tried to crash a party on New Year's Eve, and they got arrested, and they were like kind of slapping the security guard, yeah, and it was all on video. Finally, three years later. They have pled guilty to battery. Both, Three years. Yeah, really? both Sean Stewart and Rod Stewart. They're not going to serve any uh, jail time. But um, the people that uh, update Rod's Wikipedia pages, they've got their work cut out ahead of them now to put all of this in there. <laughs> I'm know? sure, you know, the Internet's pretty fast. They got to add convicted misdemeanor for blah, 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 and also include model train enthusiast because that came out because this party apparently had a model an epic model train thing set up yeah and rod stewart they were trying to fight that they weren't crashing the party they just wanted to see this amazing (laughs) model train so that's embarrassing you remember let's just go back to 2007 a reality show on vh1 called sons of hollywood yeah yep yep and he was in this sean stewart Mm -hmm. as well as randy spelling and another kid i remember it just being mortifying it was terrible yeah it didn't get a second season there was a couple of shows like that where they really tried to make it happen with celebrities kids, kids you know and i just they did not seem to ever really pick up. No, they really didn't. All right, listen, we got to go. When we come back, we got to talk. And uh, just like that, maybe The Witcher and and uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Well, that is the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. Adele, easy on me. Now, do you listen to this song without like without being prompt? Like, I know we listen to it here and once in a while, but like, would you put this on? No. And- me no, either. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a ballad okay. person, really. Like I don't feel the need to. I have to be, and don't get me wrong. I've had moments where I'm like, I want to cry and make myself yeah. cry more. Yeah. But lately, I've been in a better mood, so I feel like it's been hard to like tap into that. Yeah. I mean, I like the song, but I just yeah. don't ask anybody to play it for me. Me neither. I'm the same way. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is kind of interesting. So. And just like that, which is the new, the reboot of Sex and the City, it was on regular HBO last night, you guys. This is an HBO Max show. This is a confusing world. I didn't even know there was a difference. I didn't realize. You told me this today. Yeah, it's a difference. What? So there's HBO The Cable. Yeah. And then there's HBO Max, which is a separate thing. And the reason HBO got so much crap about it was because... It wasn't the easiest 
thing if you had it wasn't the easiest thing to to get hooked up to your tv because like the first year of hbo max if you were like an hbo subscriber you got hbo max for free so there was some like thing you had to do all i know is casey called his son yeah yeah and he came over and figured it out but they've made such a big deal it's just on hbo max they run last night the first two episodes and wow. I don't know if HBO <laughs> is looking to get some more people over to HBO Max, but there it was, it was twice uh, for 90 minutes um, that I don't know if they ran out of content or whatever. Maybe it's... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The tease to bring people over to HBO Max, but um, um, there were no opening titles or any music to the episode. It just started. That's just the show. Wild. Really? Yeah, and and um you know you have you watched in just like that the first three episodes? Yep, I'm all caught up. Here's people are not liking this show. I understand why. <laughs> I know it. It's 31% on Rotten Tomatoes for yeah. the audience and 60% positive for the critics. Oof. Usually it's not upside down like that, but um it's the third episode was certainly had a little bit more felt like Sex in the City. Totally. Absolutely. There was a funny, like a, a weird little quirk in it. And yeah. um, here's the problem I'm having with it right now. I mean, they were always a little bit corny. You know, they'd like, like they'd, well, I would yeah, take yeah. me out tonight, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But it was like funny. And now it's like grim. Grim. And, and, and it, it's like, they're leaning into like I'm old and so I'm like this and there's I none of us have sex anymore and it's pathetic. It's just not what I would figure. You know what I mean? And even if it is, it's like these ladies are double nickels. They are having sex, okay? Yes. And I don't know why the show is like intent on portraying them like they were 85 and they're all just moving around Carrie like with past ghost lives. I know exactly, and and Ugh. it's so corny. There's so many moments like. I know Miranda's going through something and she's just so corny and act like a wide-eyed bunny to everything. It's like, she was a lawyer. Why are we acting like she can't go into a classroom and dominate, you know? Yeah, I know. They're I, just, there's, and then and Charlotte is so Charlotte. Annoying. I can't even, I can't even. Yeah, I know. With her like, oh, well, I don't even know. It's like. But she's always been that way. She's always been yeah. that way. But at least she was like, I don't know, usually had some interesting plot line here and there, but she's gotten worse. Are the same writers on the show? It is. It's Michael Patrick King. I don't know if Cindy Shupak is there, but um, I guess I felt like the first episode was a, also a very clumsy attempt at attempting to address the criticism of how white sex in the city was. Mm, they just threw, but but yeah. why? We already know that. Yeah. And we don't need it explained to us in any kind of a way on the 
first episode. Yeah. That was kind of a thing, but... And you know what? Do you, do you know I don't know what the point of the series is for sure. I for and sure don't no know the point. sex without no. Samantha. That's, no. So feels... it's just... We should just call it The City. The City. And <laughs> the thing is, too, is like, what's funny about it, though, I'm going to tell you this, story is I'm going to watch them all. Same. Isn't that funny? So it doesn't even matter. And I think they know that. I think they know that they don't have to try that hard. Or maybe they are trying that hard, which is sad. I'm still going to watch it. And like yeah. that's that's why I'm the sucker. Like I don't want to see people who are sad, pathetic uh, versions of their themselves at 55. Because yeah. I think if you were like, if anything, from 35 to 55, you should be even more fun and vibrant at 55 because you have less worries. You know These- more about the place of your where you are in the world. You're not figuring out yeah. everything. Am I getting married? Am I having kids? Do I want to have this? What kind of a career? You know, you've got all these other things that you're thinking about. That to me has been my biggest sadness because it's just like the fizzle and fun and they should be they should be they but I know they can't be fun when they, you know, kill yeah, off. You know? I know, I know. But they have like even before that happened though, I mean they have they all could the have resources. Flash forward a year. Yeah, all the resources and they have so many resources. They're all doing well. They all get to wear these fun fashions. It's like when you're the most interesting thing about you is your clothes, that's a problem. And I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm sorry to speak out of um, you know, term here or you know, and, and make assumptions. I know for a fact Lori, you're having more sex than I am. It's just a fact. <laughs> and we prove it every time on the show when we talk about anything. And like Well, I was very disappointed that you've never danced to, you know, a, a Christmas sexy song, Christmas a sexy song. Christmas song and gotten out of a velvet something or other. So it's just kind of wild. And if I'm not having a lot of sex or whatever, I do, it's not like something I go like there is a a layer that like every time you get with your friends Every moment you have to talk about how you aren't having sex is another sad thing where it's like, this is just not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. But well, Chris Noth lost his planned $12 million deal to sell his tequila ban brand after the three women accused him of a sexual assault last week. So Ooh, that yeah. that's out the window yeah. in the criminal justice system, sexual but yeah he lost his uh it would have been 12 million dollar deal for him i didn't even know chris had a tequila thing it's like does everybody in hollywood have a you just have to it's like part of getting into the hollywood you have to like take on some realm that you've never experienced um by the way did you watch um of course you watch real housewives Salt Lake city i didn't finish the whole thing it was an hour and a half episode i love real you know what there's so many similarities of course with beverly hills and real housewives of salt lake city and they could do a study on what these two women jen and erica watching their there's even their skin change with all the stress and the way they're even there carrying themselves. It's like so wild to see these women in. And what's also wild is how Jen came back being like, no, I didn't do any of that. Like they both I thought would disappear after these big things have happened. And neither of them have. Yeah. It's well, wild. Contractually obligated. And Jen needs the money. I think so. You know, and, and, uh, Julia sent me a note last night. And she goes, "Does every one of these ladies wear wigs on Salt Lake City?" And badly, <laughs> bad. Yeah, like as you guys were at that wig store, and you guys looked way better off wearing your wigs than uh, Mary Cosby. For how much money she has, and is possibly swindling from her congregation. Yeah, 
Get somebody put that wig on you. Get your edges fixes, please. Like, it is so bad. It's like it was just kind of sitting on the crown of her head. It's like, pull it up a little. Yeah. But it, it, I thought it was a pretty good episode last night. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. And, and it's everybody's And Sunday night is so busy. We got Yellow Jacket. I know. Uh, Yellowstone 1883 pre- premiered last night. I, I mean, know. Um, but I have to wait for uh, Grant and Julia to be back because we're all big Yellowstone. Oh, and then fans. Succession ended uh, not last. Yeah, it was week last prior. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched it. it. Me too. It, it worked. It worked. It Great made ending. that whole painful year that yeah. ending made up for. There were a couple gems, but you're right. There was a lot of episodes where I go, "What? What? What did we just do? Yeah. What just happened?" But I like I'll, I like being in Italy for the last two episodes. That too. was kind of nice. Yeah. And do you watch that show, Brian? No, Succession? I've not. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's I don't know. It's kind of. It's very wordy. It's the, probably one of the wordiest shows <laughs> I've on heard television. Good yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the it's Rupert Murdoch and his family, and oh, what, okay. you know, like Fox and yeah. all of that, and how does the media in you know? It's just we enjoy in some it. ways it's it's so too close to I know real life. That that's it what makes I was gonna say. Nervous. It makes me really sad for yeah those relationships. <sighs> All right, sure. listen, we will be back, and we are giving away Thomas Rhett tickets uh, New Year's Eve at the Excel uh, sometime in the next hour.